everyone's having a great time. We decide to start a conga line. And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, let's just do the best and biggest conga line ever. And so we start this conga line and we're just, you know, going through the tables. And this lady stands up and she grabs onto me and she holds my hand. And she said, I just told my friends at the table that I don't dance. And she goes, but I want to do this. This looks like so much fun, but will you hold my hand? Because she was a little unsteady. And I'm like, absolutely, let's do this. And so we congaed all through (laughs) the YMCA. And we were, you know, slower than everyone, which was fine. But you know what? She was up and she was doing it. Welcome to Aging in Style, the podcast dedicated to celebrating aging and what it takes to do it well. I'm Lori Williams. I'm a certified senior advisor and senior housing expert. In each episode, you'll learn stories of older adults who are thriving in their 70s, 80s, 90s, and in some cases, in their hundreds. Whether you're an older adult or the child of an older adult, this podcast is filled with insightful resources, organizations that are doing incredible work, and stories that will inspire you to volunteer, learn, and who knows, maybe even skydive in your golden years. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Aging in Style. Today, we are going to cover a topic that we have talked about in the past, and it's about choosing your mindset. I'm a huge, huge believer in we can make make or break a day (laughs) or any situation by what mindset we choose to be in. If we choose a positive, um, always looking for the, the best in life mindset, versus a negative and being bitter and and finding something bad to say about everything that is going to be key in how well your life is lived and of course i mean we're speaking to to older people but we're also speaking to people of all ages because i think it's a lesson better learned early because i feel like you live your best life if you are always choosing to be positive because as we all know life is hard life is going to throw some things at you that you're not expecting. And, (laughs) you know, if you have a positive mindset, you will rise to the occasion, learn what lesson needs to be learned from that situation or crisis or whatever it may be, and grow as a person from it. So there's several reasons why I want to talk about this. But I recently saw in action, like how people, older adults, they're the ones who choose to be positive and try new things no matter what their age is or what their abilities are versus those who want to not do that and are negative and don't and aren't open to new adventures or or whatever. So we did in my community where I live, we have a group of senior care people, healthcare professionals. And we honestly, we just love serving our senior community and doing fun things for them. And if I'm being completely honest, we just love it ourselves too. We just have a blast. So we um, had decided to bring back a senior prom that we had done with another group for many years. And then when COVID happened, we had to cancel doing the prom, obviously. So we just decided we're going to bring it back because it's, you know, it's time. So with the senior prom, we have it at the YMCA and it's a big deal. We choose a theme and we worked really hard on this and um, we made it a love boat theme. And when you walked in, it looked like you were walking onto a cruise and you were in the ocean. And I mean, it just came out 
so cute. I have great pictures I can always share too, but um, it just, it came out adorable. And so let me just say this. I hope when I am in my 80s, there is a group still doing this, offering proms or whatever, because I am going to be there. And what what we did was to make it look like you're like actually going on a cruise. We had someone dressed up as the captain and he was greeting people and we did pictures and um, music and dancing and food and everything. It only cost $10. Those were, you know, that's, we, it wasn't like, you know, a huge expense for our seniors, but just enough to offset some costs. And then it was also a fundraiser for the YMCA. Oh, we got sponsors and everything too. Anyhow, we were all tasked with going out and spreading the news about the prom and selling tickets. And I went to a local senior center and uh, was selling tickets. And I'm thinking, this is going to be a slam dunk. Everyone's going to want to go to this, right? I mean, how fun. And it's $10. Where can you even get a good meal for $10? And, and we had a good meal for them. <laughs> so I was shocked. Okay, let me just say this. I sold one ticket, one ticket. And here's the tragic news. She called back the next day <laughs> and wanted a refund. Oh, my gosh. So the, the excuse that I got or what the majority of people told me, they would just come up and they were like, oh, well, yeah, I don't dance. I'm not going to that. Kind of missing the big picture there is that you don't have to dance. You can just go and enjoy all the other activities. But it was just, I can't, or I don't, or, you know, just not for me, not understanding what we're offering here. And then the saddest one to me was a lady came up to me, and I found out later she had said the same story to a group who had been there the week before trying to sell tickets. And she said, I hated my prom. I mean, this lady was probably in her mid 80s and she is still stuck in this, you know, where her prom like it really triggered her. <laughs> and she's just like, I hated my prom. It was the most awful day of my life. You know, this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. It made me feel sad for her that you're stuck in this. So fast forward, we did sell not as many tickets as we thought we would. But we still had like over 120 people come to the event, which was great. We were our goal was 200. And honestly, I think next year we will hit that or exceed that because we're going to do it annually now. But the beautiful thing was all of these people came. And I mean, you know, some people are in wheelchairs. Some people have walkers. Some have canes. Some are walking and still everyone's at a different stage because obviously as we age, we do have things that that happen in our bodies. So, but the people to me, the ones who get past that and still go out, even if they have some limitations and they're still going to go out and enjoy themselves, that is a positive mindset to me because they're not sitting home going, oh, you know, I don't want to go where people are dancing. I can't walk or whatever. So the most beautiful thing of it to me was that we had kids who were in middle school who came to help. They were National Honor Society, I believe. And they were out there dancing with the seniors. And at one point, I look up and there's a adorable lady who leads line dancing at the senior center. She had all the kids. They're all watching her, learning from her. She's teaching them all to line dance. Absolutely beautiful to see that. Everyone's having a great time we decide to start a conga line and, you know, in my mind, I'm like, let's just do the best and biggest conga line ever. And so we start this conga line and we're just, you know, going through the tables and this lady stands up and she grabs onto me and she holds my hand. And she said, I just told my friends at the table 
that I don't dance. And she goes, but I want to do this. This looks like so much fun, but will you hold my hand? Because she was a little unsteady. And I'm like, absolutely, let's do this. And so we conged all through (laughs) the YMCA and we were, you know, slower than everyone, which was fine. But you know what? She was up and she was doing it. So just that experience reminds me so much the difference. I mean, it's up to you. I mean, how do you want to go into your older years? Do you want to be the one who says, and maybe you do, but, you know, do you want to be the one who says, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. And, you know, just for whatever reason, you just want to sit home all the time. I mean, that's not positive aging in my experience. And so, which leads me into how do we choose a positive mindset? in any situation. And you know what? It, it's hard. And I will be the first one to say, if you follow my uh, podcast, you know that I'm in a season, a very difficult season in my life where my husband had a stroke on Christmas Day and then two days later had three more strokes. So it's been a really, you know, tough road. And there have been, you know, days where for me personally, it it is hard to choose a positive mindset. But Every morning I do get up and try to always be positive. Luckily, I mean, I think it is kind of how I am hardwired that I am normally positive and happy. But saying that, last week was a week of just, you know, an issue with everything. And which, you know, it was it was hard. Like I had to kind of like stop, take a deep breath and try to see a positive in the situation. So, um, so that's what I want to talk about. How, how do you change a mindset? Or if you're already positive, how do you, you know, in those trying times, keep a positive mindset? So number one, and I have seven steps that I personally use, start the day with a positive thought. And that could be, that doesn't have to take a lot of your time. I mean, you just wake up in the morning, open your eyes. And this morning, my positive thought was, I'm so happy that my sweet daughter um, has met a boy she really likes. And, you know, we always want happiness for our children, right? And that just made my heart happy that she really likes this this boy she's dating. But it could be whatever, you know, whatever thought comes to your mind. Is it, thank God, you know, I woke up and I'm breathing or thank God it's a, you know, a sunny day, beautiful day out or I'm in Texas, so a rainy day is very welcome also because, you know, my grass is looking kind of brown. So, yay, we have some rain. So a positive thought. And and like I said, it's just it doesn't need to take a lot of time. But I feel like you can retrain your brain if you aren't completely wired that way to have a positive thought. And if that's harder for you, I mean, maybe, you know, there's all kinds of positive affirmations. You can find a book for or look online and and just have a positive affirmation that you maybe print out or write down and keep next to you by your bed and just you know say that positive read that positive affirmation or even journaling works for some people so there's all different ways to help train and i'm just saying this i don't know if this is the real way to do it but to me it seems like you're training yourself training your your brain to be positive um number two Focus on the good things, however small that may be. So a, a good example for me is that, you know, like I said, my husband had these strokes. He is in a rehab still and the strokes, you know, pretty severely affected him and he is in a wheelchair. So 
trying to figure out how to get my house ready to bring him home. I never had noticed this before, but the doorways into bathrooms in most homes are narrower. So a wheelchair does not go through. So I'm in the process of having a bathroom made handicapped accessible for him. And so, of course, when you do any kind of project like that, it's, it's very stressful. There's always an issue. And that's, you know, kind of been my life the last few weeks. And, uh, you know, to add on top of more stress. <laughs> so I believe me, I have been very much choosing a positive mindset throughout the days. But anyhow, so there's there's just been one issue after another, as is the case. And we had an issue where, you know, the plumbers had to be there for one extra day that was not budgeted for. The tile we had initially picked out was going to work. We had to go with something more expensive. And so, you know, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. This is what happens. Well, my friend who is the contractor, and she's also close to many of my friends and neighbors, she called me and she said, listen, don't be mad. And she said that. I thought, oh, my God, what is the issue now? I'm like, okay, just calm down, breathe. And she said, we went over so much with the with the extra day of the plumber and the tile. So I talked to all of our neighbors and friends, and they're going to pay the difference. And I'm just like, what? And she goes, and we know you don't like to ask for help because I am that person. I am very independent and I just I have a hard time asking for help. And it's not a good it's not a good way to be. (laughs) But and I'm working on that. But she said they're going to come. Several of your neighbors are coming. They're going to especially one one of my neighbors. He is going to put in the you know fixtures and do different things to offset the cost. So he so you won't have to pay for that labor. And he's coming to fix your fence, which I, that's another story I'll get into. But my fence, the latch had broken early on, like in January. So like Mark had a stroke in December and like early January, we had a wind, really windy storm day and it broke the latch on my gate and I have three dogs. So, and I had not called anyone to come fix it. So he fixed it. I was so like amazed that they did that for me. And even though you know, we're in, like I said, a really, really tough season, my whole family and and myself. And that was just a really, that's a good thing. That's a beautiful thing that people are coming, you know, forward and they want to help me. And they're, you know, it's just like an incredible story to me. So I just kind of sat there like my mouth hanging open and just like, thank you, thank you, thank you. So it's just, it's good to focus on those positive and good things and just know sometimes we get into those modes where we're just like everything is awful in the world the world you know there's terrible people out there because you know we're hearing these if we watch the news there's school shootings there's the awful things that happen which is why i personally try not to watch the news you know we can get caught up in that this is just everything's terrible but there are good things and there are really good people out there still that are are helping so Find the good in a tough situation, no matter how small that may be. Number three, find the humor in bad situations. Sometimes harder to do, but I have found myself like, I don't know, at times one of my friends, you know, I was telling her something about my husband and you know, it wasn't good. It wasn't good stuff. And for some reason, I just started laughing and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm laughing. This is awful. And she was laughing too. And she's like, you know, sometimes it's just how we express ourselves. You know, sometimes we just have to let the emotion out. And, you know, you've heard that saying, sometimes it's better to laugh than cry. And 
at times that's where the position I've been in. So, but one thing that I really found humor in is my husband is a chocoholic. I mean, he loves chocolate. And so obviously he's been eating the hospital food and then now, you know, the rehab food and it's all healthy, which is, which is good, which he needs to have good. But sometimes, you know, a little piece of chocolate's not going to hurt you. So I haven't given him anything in four months. And I had gone to a um, community, an assisted living community, and they gave me a little bag and it had some candy in it. And so I was going to see my, my husband right after that. And so I get there and I thought, I'm just going to take, it was a little tiny, one of those teeny tiny candy bars. I'm like, I'm going to bring this to him and see what he does. And so we went into his room and we were talking and I said, I have a surprise for you. And I pulled out the little piece of chocolate and his eyes got huge. And he <laughs> he looked like he was five years old. And we were just both laughing over how excited he got over this little piece of chocolate. And he like ate that piece of chocolate and like just savored every moment of it. I took pictures of him because he was just cracking me up and he was just, you know, yum, yum. So, um, so when I visit, I'm going to, uh, not every time, but when I visit, I'm going to bring him a teeny tiny little piece of chocolate. But anyhow, so it's, it's obviously that is a bad situation. My husband's in rehab. He's, you know, working very hard in this rehab, which again, here's something I'm thankful for. I'm thankful that he was accepted into this rehab. I'm thankful that we switched to Blue Cross Blue Shield on January 1st and they are covering his stay, which is unbelievably expensive. They're covering it for him to get this incredible rehab that he needs but anyhow that kind of takes me back to this is not a great situation to be in but we are still able to laugh and it was just that silly little moment of a piece of chocolate was very bonding for he and I and just gave us both something to laugh about number four turn your failures into lessons so you tried something new and me go back to my fence issue I was talking about how the wind had blown it open and broke the latch on it and this is my whole thing like I'm not good at asking for help so (laughs) I called my neighbor asked her for if she had like rope because I'm thinking I'm just going to tie it closed right and um, that way the dogs can't get out and she's like I don't have rope or twine or anything but I have ribbon so she comes over with the (laughs) all of this ribbon all different colors and we're outside got the flashlight on and we pick an orange ribbon and she like expertly ties it through and, and it secures the latch, right? And puts a little bow on it. And we are laughing so hard because, you know, I I don't know. I have actually learned how to fix some things. I'm not going to lie. I've learned to use a screwdriver, actually put a vacuum cleaner together. So, you know, during this this time where I'm having to be, you know, learn to learn to do things my husband did, you know, we did fix the fence and um, the failure of it was that obviously this was not, you know, a, a fix. This was a very temporary fix, but I left it like that for three months <laughs> because I had other things on my mind. Well, that's when my neighbor came in and just fixed my fence for me. It was an easy thing for him to do. So the lesson in that, so my failure is that I really didn't fix the, I mean, I, I semi fixed it. But I, the lesson for me was that I needed to reach out for help and have someone come and do it properly. So I feel like that, that is the lesson for me in that. So, so just you know, try different things. If you fail at them, you learned a lesson. 
Um, I also, during this, like in the first week of all this happening with my husband, I got a flat tire, which I had to deal with. And these are all things that are new to me because, you know, I've been married for 33 years and my husband took care of these things. So I dealt with a flat tire. I dealt with the little floater thing in the toilet wasn't working. So I Googled how to fix it, made two trips to Ace Hardware, asking directions <laughs> to what to what to buy. And and I fixed it. So that wasn't a failure. I did learn. I did learn how to fix the toilet. But, you know, there are certain things. I feel like I'm glad that I tried because I feel like when you try new things, you grow as a person. And if you do fail at it, there's a lesson in it. And and in this situation with the fence, the lesson was I did need to ask for help. And I'm glad I did. And my neighbor was happy to help me. Number five, transform negative self-talk into positive self-talk. And this is something I tell my kids all of the time since since they were young. Don't don't ever say anything bad about yourself. Don't ever say, you know, I can't do this or I'm dumb or or whatever. I just I don't stand for that kind of negative self-talk. As someone who's an older person, I can't dance or I can't do this. I mean, like the lady who did the conga with me, you know, she told her her friends at her table I can't dance and she got up and danced with me holding my hand. So I think that's that's a huge one to always transform that negative self-talk into positive. The next one, number six, is focus on the present. It's really important. And we did a show on anxiety last week. And they talk about anxiety is when you when you really don't stay in the present moment where you're like 10 steps ahead or, you know, you're, you need to stay in the present. And that is the same for mindset. We really need to practice on staying in that moment and not getting too far ahead. Because when you get too far ahead on things, that's where you get stressed out or you know you may go into a negative mindset and this is for me because i am a planner and i want everything figured out and i've had to know that in this in this time is i thought okay you know mark had a stroke we're going to go to rehab he's going to be much better he's going to be home in two weeks well that was not the case as he's still in rehab four months later i've had to really because i can become very overwhelmed because i have a plan and my plan's not going as it should be to just kind of step back sit down and meditate into I, I'm in this moment right now. I, there's nothing I can do. I can't control this. I am in. I'm not in control of this. <laughs> I mean, I have to stay in that moment. And number seven for choosing a positive mindset, and this is probably one of the most important ones, is surround yourself with positive friends, mentors, coworkers, um, neighbors, family. Find those people who are also positive. I think negative creates more negative. So if you are like, I don't like to be around people who have very negative energy and who are always complaining or saying they can't do this or just complaining in general. So I choose really the people in my life who, you know, are my circle. They're people who are positive and that are trying new things, who are growing as people. And, you know, I'm 59, so a lot of my friends are my age or even older, and I also have friends who are younger. So, but the common thread is that they are people who choose to have a positive mindset and are encouraging. So those are my seven steps for staying positive. Um, I hope that you have, you know, some takeaways from this. And 
I, you know, I hope that no matter what your age, that you implement some of these into your life, because I do feel like life is tough and we sometimes make it tougher on ourselves when we choose to see things through, you know, a negative light. So go out and be positive. <laughs> I say that to my daughter all the time and annoys her because I'm like, be positive. But it is, it's, it's an important lesson. And, you know, as I said earlier, it was so enlightening to me to see the seniors who really were like so negative about the whole prom experience, you know, and and not seeing how much fun it could be. They were just caught up in the the negative aspect. Well, I can't dance or I had a bad prom or, you know, that doesn't sound fun to me or, you know, just kind of like it felt almost like a self-defense mechanism sort of thing. So, um, you know, and then to be there, to actually be at the prom and see these these wonderful people having such a fantastic time even if they couldn't walk and then the lady who danced with me i mean i just think that's that's huge and that is what i wanted to share with y'all today and uh, just kind of my life observations and how important it is to work on your mindset so that's what i have for you i hope you will share the podcast with your friends and family and be sure to go to our website, which is lauriewilliams-seniorservices.com. We post a lot of good content there. And um, follow us on social media and be sure to like our podcast, like and follow it so you will always get our new episodes, which come out every Friday. All right. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. <music>